for Pacifica Radio. I'm Eileen Alfandari. Abortion rights are on the line at the Supreme Court in historic arguments over the landmark ruling nearly 50 years ago that declared a nationwide right to end a pregnancy. The justices are weighing whether to uphold a Mississippi law that bans abortions after 15 weeks, which is well before a fetus can survive outside the womb. The court has a 6-3 majority that has been transformed by three appointees of former President Trump, who had pledged to appoint justices he said would oppose abortion rights. Mississippi argues that viability is an arbitrary standard that doesn't take sufficient account of the state's interest in regulating abortion. The Guttmacher Institute, a reproductive rights research organization, has estimated 26 states would move to ban abortion if the court rules to uphold the Mississippi law. Republicans took to the Senate floor yesterday to say state legislatures should have that right. Steve Daines of Montana leads the Senate's pro-life caucus. This puts our nation at the crossroads of history. We have the opportunity to end an extreme judicially imposed abortion regime. We have the opportunity to write a new chapter of American history where the people's elected representatives get to decide abortion policy in this country. Connecticut Democrat Chris Murphy referred to the school shooting at Oxford High School in Michigan, which left three students dead and eight others injured. He called Republicans out on what he said was their hypocrisy in speaking about the sanctity of human life while refusing to take action to stem the gun violence that claims thousands of lives each year. Do not lecture us about the sanctity, the importance of life. When 100 people every single day are losing their lives to guns, when kids go to school fearful that they won't return home because a classmate will turn a gun on them, when it is in our control whether this happens, you care about life? Then get these dangerous military-style weapons off the streets, out of our schools. Authorities say it was a 15-year-old sophomore who opened fire at his Michigan high school yesterday. Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard says investigators are still trying to determine a motive for the shooting at Oxford High School. He said the shooter isn't talking. Bouchard said the semi-automatic handgun the boy was carrying had seven more rounds in it when he surrendered to authorities. Preliminary investigation revealed that the weapon used in the shooting was purchased on November 26th, four days ago, by the boy's father. The gun had uh, 15 round magazines. We found two of them. There allegedly was three. The three students who were killed were a 16 year old boy and two girls one 14 years old, the other 17. The 15-year-old alleged shooter had posted pictures of the gun and of practicing shooting. One parent said her son had heard threats there could be a shooting and decided to stay home. The sheriff said authorities didn't know about the rumors until after the attack. Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar played a harrowing death threat. She said she received hours after she got off the phone with Colorado Republican Lauren Boebert, who called Omar a member of the Jihad Squad and likened her to a bomb-carrying terrorist. The recording was filled with racial epithets, expletives, and threatened her life several times. You will not live much longer, bitch. I can almost guarantee you that. 
Boebert's remarks were just the latest example of a Republican lawmaker making a personal attack against another member of Congress. Omar said condemning such remarks should not be a partisan issue and urged House Republican leaders to do more to tamp down anti-Muslim hatred within their ranks. Yet while some members of the Republican Party have condemned this, to date, the Republican Party leadership has done nothing to hold their members accountable. It is time for the Republican Party to actually do something. Omar was joined by Rashida Tlaib, Jamal Bowman, and Andre Carson. Carson, who's also Muslim, said he's working with Democratic leadership on a House resolution that could address the issue. A panel of U.S. health advisors has narrowly backed a closely watched COVID-19 pill from Merck, setting the stage for a likely authorization of the first drug that people could take at home to treat the coronavirus. The Food and Drug Administration panel voted 13 to 10 that the antiviral drug's benefits outweigh its risks including potential birth defects if used during pregnancy. Most experts backing the treatment stressed it should not be used by anyone who's pregnant and called on the FDA to recommend extra precautions before the drug is prescribed, such as pregnancy tests for women of childbearing age. I'm Eileen Alfandari for Pacifica Radio.